Hello. Hello, hello. You are tuned in to the first episode of the newest the newest rendition of my podcast, Third Time's the Charm, right? Since, you know, the other two kind of fizzled into the void of dead podcast and podcast startups that have lasted like 10 episodes. I'm your host, Jordan Christmas, and this is the Sly Hooper podcast. Kind of an extension of the YouTube channel and everything else I'm trying to do with the Sly Hooper name. And it's April 1st, about three weeks from three weeks removed from the NBA season being suspended indefinitely. So I figured what better time to start a basketball podcast than now when there is no basketball and no basketball seemingly in sight for the foreseeable future. Just wanted to one finally get this going again because I have been talking about it and talking about it. And now I have not only the equipment, but the circumstances are right. And obviously, now there's a lot more free time on everybody's hands, I'd imagine. So I wanted to get this going again. I miss podcasting. As somebody who is has a background in radio, wants to have a talk show of some sort later on down the line in the future as I move my way up, I miss podcasting and doing a few podcast appearances the last few months, whether it was on my buddy Alex Tasker's podcast or the Locked on Cavs podcast with my buddy Evan Damarell, who covers the Cavaliers for Forbes Sports. I just, I missed it. Just wanted to find a proper time to do it. And then everything kind of just got thrown out of whack this last month and a half or so. So wanted to touch base or not necessarily touch base, but, you know, start up what I've been meaning to start up for a while now, give an update on what's going on with my YouTube channel, because I had been on and off with that really in a really bad way, quite frankly, the last six to eight months or so. Some of it through my own volition, some of it, well, actually a lot of it, equipment issues and having my motivation sapped because of that, uh, navigating what I, now that I have a more comfortable routine with my full-time job, now that I'm about six months in there are a lot of factors that went on but where was i when the nba was put on hold well like i said it's three wednesdays ago today that the season got suspended so i work in radio here in sacramento and shout out to iHeartMedia. And this beautiful studio that I am recording in, that's why you heard the transition in the music bed still playing under my introduction to this podcast, because it's probably the last time, or maybe, I wouldn't say the last time, but definitely there won't be as much smooth production in future episodes, because I will be recording a lot of these from my home studio as well, which is in progress, but... Where was I the night the NBA was put on hold? Well, you know, I was watching the Mavericks-Nuggets game. Uh, I work overnights. I work um, the overnight shift from about 7, 8 to 3 a.m., 4 a.m. 
mainly 7 to 3 a.m., which is really the sweet spot if you're looking to work an overnight shift because 3 a.m. isn't that late and you could still get a good seven to eight hours of sleep before noon the next day. And so I'm getting ready for work. I'm watching the Nuggets Mavericks game that was being broadcasted on ESPN. And on my other screen, I was getting ready to watch the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Utah Jazz play. Two very good teams. One of them surprisingly that had a surprisingly good year in Oklahoma City on pace to win 50 games. So I have the Nuggets game on, the Nuggets Mavericks game on on the left side, on the left monitor. I have the Thunder Jazz league pass stream going on the right side of my monitor. And then, of course, you're, you have a screen open for Twitter because you're noticing that the game hasn't started yet. We're about minutes before tip-off for the Thunder Jazz game. Following writers who were covering the game at the arena, they were saying all the players are being called back to the locker room. As the game is starting, I think the game was supposed to start at 5 p.m. And... As I'm seeing these tweets from reporters who are covering the game, saying that both players are heading back to the locker room, I mean, you kind of already saw how this was going to play out, considering if if you've been keep if you had at that point been keeping up with the very early stages of the developing coronavirus story, the impending pandemic and the impending impacts that were going to be coming to the United States in terms of cases and infection rate. And you just kind of had a feeling that this was coronavirus related, even though nobody at that point had made it official. Then the Thunder PA announcer announces that the game has been canceled or postponed, telling fans to go home, stay safe. And then... In a mere matter of minutes, Sham Sarania, that was, at least that was the first tweet I saw. I don't know who tweeted it first, uh, Shams or Woj. They tweeted it at the same time, but I'm sure somebody will find the exact millisecond of which tweet was sent first. But I see from Sham Sarania of The Athletic that Rudy Gobert, all-star center for the Utah Jazz, tested positive for the coronavirus and right then you just knew the you just expected the next hammer to drop, which was a tweet from either Woj or Shams saying that the NBA season was going to be suspended. And that's exactly what happened about 15 minutes later once news broke that Rudy Gobert tested positive for coronavirus. And I'm not going to go into what was the or what were the initial talking points the next day and the next few days of Rudy Gobert, you know, touching all the reporters' mics. And the jazz reporters who have, I can't imagine what they had to go through being stuck in Oklahoma City, then flying to Utah, make sure they're getting, you know, their test, uh, make sure they tested for the coronavirus to see if they had it or not. I can't imagine the whirlwind uh, jazz reporters had to go through traveling with the team and then, you know, trying to sort everything out as they're trying to get back home as this game in this season pretty much that was canceled because of that game. So I'm 
driving or I'm not driving, but you know, I'm getting ready to leave. It's about 645 ish. I'm trying to, you know how, like when you get ready for work, you're trying to, and you know, the routine, you know, your route, you know, how long it'll usually take for you to get to work. I live very close, so I don't have to worry about that too much, but I have an idea of how long it takes for me to get home, get home to home from work or to work from home. And I was pushing, (laughs) I was pushing the time limits really really far I was stretching it for how late I could leave home because I was just keeping up with the news I'm letting the newsroom at iHeart and Sacramento know obviously because the Sacramento Kings had a game that night that was also that was also nationally televised on ESPN versus the New Orleans Pelicans and of course, the games are still being played even though the season had just been suspended and they didn't suspend those night's games. They basically said the season would be suspended starting the next day. And you're continuing to watch the Mavericks-Nuggets game that had just come back from halftime, and ESPN was reading the live reports from Woj about the NBA season being suspended during the halftime show. You're watching this game, coming back from halftime the Mavericks Nuggets game and you see Doris Burke and Ryan Rucco who are calling the game just basically expressing how uncomfortable they are uh broadcasting this game they don't feel like basketball should be played right now which of course they were ultimately they were right about that and I'm glad to hear Doris Burke is getting better after she tested positive for novel coronavirus uh she revealed that in a recent podcast with Adrian Wardranowski. And so here in Sacramento, especially in the newsroom, we were wondering, is this game, is the Kings-Pelicans game going to continue? Is it not? I mean, the tip-off was at 7.30. It looked like they were still going to play, but then you see reports that Pelicans players don't want to come back out. Courtney Kirkland, who was a referee assigned to the Kings-Pelicans game, was just a few days ago refing the Raptors jazz game. And of course, jazz and Thunder players were basically isolated in the arena for most of the night that this, you know, broke out. The night that the news started breaking out. And... Of course, a few minutes before the Kings-Pelicans game, they finally decided to postpone the game or cancel it or could be canceled. I have a few thoughts on that later on, but it was just a surreal night all around. Never in my life, and I am 28 years old, going to be 29 in October. In all my life watching sports, I have never experienced a surreal moment like this. (laughs) And this is just... This is literally just a few months after the tragic and still shocking passing of Kobe Bryant, which I still can't even process at this point still. And now that news feels like it it was a million years ago. And I'm not trying to downplay this, you know, the tragedy in any way, shape or form. It's just when you just think about it, that happened back in late January, on January 26th. And that was another one of those I remember where I was when that happened. 
weeks before that, you got the passing of David Stern. That happened. And just losing two NBA icons, two pillars of basketball. And then now the season is suspended. And it's just, it's really one thing that I have learned from all this covering this outbreak from the media side of things. Well, not even a media side of things, just encompassing all the coverage that I've done, what I've been reading, talking to my family and friends, having private conversations, just my whole takeaway. One of my takeaways, I guess, from this, if I can even have a takeaway, not trying to everything, just you don't want to sound too trivial in unprecedented times like these, but sometimes I just have to say what I think and feel so far in this. And it's just amazing how even the little things you take for granted, like, you know, you wanted you wanted to try this restaurant for a long time and now you can't because, one, it's takeout only, but also do you even want to risk doing the whole takeout venture now with, you know, as we continue to learn more about the virus, um, the things that you count on in your daily routine. Like I usually, you know, watch basketball games before I go to work and, you know, watch, watch basketball games that are on in the, one of the many TVs in the newsroom. And that's not there anymore. And it's just a weird feeling just having even the simple stuff that you rely on, even if you're, even if this self-isolation and quarantining isn't maybe it matches 70 percent of your lifestyle but it's still impacting your life in a way that you just take all the little little things for granted my parents live 20 minutes down the freeway for me and I can't see them because I don't want to even risk getting them infected. My grandparents live 10 minutes up the street from my apartment as well. And there is absolutely no way in hell that I'm going to visit them with this happening. They're, they'd just be irresponsible of me, but you just, but you don't see your family for a while. And you're just because of these reasons, because of extreme reasons, unprecedented reasons. And you just, I mean, in this obvious always, call your family and I do and I always hang out with them as much as possible but even stuff like that you can't even go visit them just uh calling and texting them and that's your only form of communication that's just it's a weird thing when your family is in close proximity of you like I could literally drive to my grandparents house whenever I wanted to to you know just to say hi or whatever and same thing with my parents, just hang out with them for a bit, say hi, see how it's going. But now you can't do that because this thing is the best thing to do is to obviously self-isolate and try to keep to yourself inside as much as possible while this thing passes over. And so it's just weird right now for all NBA fans. Now I'm seeing, you know, <laughs> I'm seeing wistful tweets of, old players that we don't recognize or that we forgot about like oh uh i saw one 
the other day in the Cookie Hoops podcast, which I love. I love that podcast. They, they brought it up to the how somebody tweeted a highlight mix video of Andre Miller. Like, remember how nasty Andre Miller was? Like, we're at that point now uh, in the basketball suspension where people are tweeting Andre Miller highlights. But I digress from that. Just like I was saying earlier, just all the little stuff you take for granted. And now, honestly, if I'm just honestly speaking, and people will say, like, I don't want to speculate or whatever, but what else can we do while we're here talking about or trying to find basketball content to talk about or stuff to talk about that'll bring us to some sense of normalcy in these times? But I'll speculate anyway. I really don't think there's any way the regular season, at least for sure, can resume. I just don't. And, you know, understandably, the NBA is trying to find ways to continue the season, make sure we have a champion at the end of it, which I think is really the only thing right now that is holding this thing back from being full-blown canceled, playoffs included. But regular season, I just don't see how it's coming back. Coming back in time to, one, finish the regular season. Well, one, ramp players back up so they can get in shape for the regular season, finish out the regular season, and then finish out the playoffs, hopefully by... I know Brian Winhorst and some others have said that maybe February, or it's not February, February was last month, but September at the very latest, because then you're getting into the new league year when, or not the new league year, but when everybody starts training camp and preseason and all that stuff. And then if you finish in September, maybe you ramp it up in January, late December for the next season. I just don't see how the NBA is going to logistically fit all of that together in a short frame of time. I think it would just be easier for them to cancel the season, playoffs included, and just start anew. I think unprecedented times call for call for unprecedented measures because we've never we have literally never experienced anything like this before. With everything being shut down, public gatherings basically being ixnayed unless you're one of those people in those spring break videos that are basically like, if I get Corona, I get Corona. Don't even get me started on those people. But if places like Toronto, who said as recently, who said yesterday, Toronto officials have officially postponed public events and private events until June 30th at minimum, And, you know, Toronto is the city of the Raptors. Other places are have extended their shelter in place orders. Most of California has extended their shelter in place order through May 1st. Everybody's basically just giving soft estimates on how long we're how long of a haul we're in for. And public and public departments, public uh Public service departments like to do this. They like to give a softball estimate so they can kind of ease the public into what they're in for and then continue to extend 
deadlines down the road if stuff doesn't get better. Just tell us how long of a haul we're in for so we can know ahead of time because people are already getting crazy. If the fear is that you don't want the public to be unsettled, well, too late. It's already unsettled. And the more you push this back, the more you're going to have people saying, well, how long are you going to control my life? How long am I going to have to be self-isolated? I have to get out, blah, 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 blah. Just say right off the bat, and I think this should this should be what the NBA should do too. But again, I understand why they're trying to keep hope alive to have this season continue and conclude. They should basically prepare like what that Imperial College study said. We might be in this for 12 months. We might be in this for 18 months, but at the very least, at least, at least realize that we're in this for at least seven months. None of these half measures because if Toronto is banning all public events and private events and city gatherings until June 30th, and then say, let's say even if, Let's say the NBA finds a way to play again after June 30th. They find a way to play with no fans in the arena, with no risk, virtually no risk of coronavirus infection. Well, now you need to spend a few weeks to ramp the players up, trying to get them conditioned. Jared Dudley on Twitter recently said four months, or not four months, four weeks minimum. And that's the minimum that they would need then get the games going, then get the playoffs going. But how will the city ease back into having public events again once their shelter-in-place orders and their cancellations and their closures and all that lifts uh, gets lifted? It's not like everything's just going to, boom, go back to normal in terms of how society operates. I just don't. I just don't see a way logistically how the NBA can conclude this season. Now, maybe if, say, July or August, you know, public health officials, world health officials start allowing, you know, public events uh, in a mandated, restrictive way, then maybe the NBA could just end the regular season because 65, 63 to 65 games, which is what all of these teams have played at this point is a large enough sample size for a season, finish that, give the players about a month or so to ramp back up. And whoever is in the playoffs seedings one through eight in each conference, those are the teams in the playoffs. And that stinks to say for teams like the Pelicans, the Blazers, the Kings who are fighting for that eighth spot in the Western Conference, just cut it off now. The eight, the one through the seeds are what the seeds are. Start the playoffs, do a five-game series in the first round. I could see a scenario where that happens, but if people, if people who are experts in the field, more of an expert in their field than me, than you most likely, or anybody else who thinks or anybody else who has, you know, 10 10 foil snapback hats in their closet right now cooking up conspiracy theories, they know more than you too. If they're telling us prepare for 3 to 7 months, but then studies from the Imperial College in London are saying 18 months, 
I just don't see how the NBA is going to have or is going to be able to finish the uh, season this year. So, as sad as that is, I'm not going to stop talking about basketball. I'm not going to stop thinking about it either. Sports in general, really. I just miss I miss all of it. I was looking forward to watching my Padres play this year, even though we suck and we still are gathering young talent. And hopefully our pitching won't be too much of a problem this year. I was looking forward to hockey playoffs, March Madness, of course. It's just also it's just also weird. Just not having anything right now. But as far as my channel goes and what I'm doing, so just a little bit of background. So fall of 2018, I decided to take the plunge and start my YouTube channel, Sly Hooper, and you know, made videos for the 28 made videos for the 2018-19 NBA season. And this year was supposed to be a big year considering that we were going to have more parody. There were a lot of intriguing storylines. A lot of the stories and conversation actually, it felt like to me at least, centered around more basketball-related storylines than who, what's going to happen in free agency. Really, the only biggest free agency stuff that's been talked about this year is what Giannis is going to do in 2021, which is absurd to even think about that far ahead. But we all know how the media cycle works nowadays, especially with social media now in the mix. But I was really looking forward to making videos this this season in particular. But then some stuff came up. Got a full-time job here at iHeart. My computer, and just want to shout out, just want to shout out old Bessie, a gaming computer that I built in 2011. Hadn't upgraded for nine years. I'm surprised it lasted this long. Hadn't upgraded for nine years. I had to upgrade. Well, I didn't really upgrade. I replaced my graphics card because it, because uh, my graphics card died two two summers ago and then I had to buy a cheap one to replace it so it wasn't really an upgrade it was just a necessity buy it had lasted a long time and then my computer finally kicked the bucket back in December and at that point my computer had already started running really slow it had become very tedious to start editing videos especially when Adobe Premiere would just lag every five seconds and it just became frustrating and Honestly, it sapped my motivation. Now, admittedly, it's an excuse also because I could have found, I could have, you know, stuck it out, found ways to work around it. But when your equipment isn't working like you want it to and projects you work on don't get saved, your computer dies on you or turns off randomly or your file doesn't get saved even though you thought you saved it, it gets frustrating. So... I have released four videos in the last six to eight months, I think, compared to last season when I uploaded like 17 videos on the whole season, which is actually a bit considering the videos that I try to do, which is 10 to 15 minutes tops, trying to make them shorter this time around. But 
then you try then um when my when my computer died thankfully i got a new laptop for christmas and it turned out to be a hell of a lot better than old bessie but still just tedious to edit videos on a laptop now i got my new computer which i built three weeks ago i had actually been saving a long time before that so a new computer was already in the works it was basically just waiting for old bestie to kick the bucket so for the last three weeks i have had for the last three weeks i have had a new computer that i built um not gonna go into how much money i spent on it but let's just say that it is my forever PC. It's going to be a long time before I have to upgrade it. And now that I have more time, I guess, you know, at home, I've been, you know, making some upgrades and improvements to the studio in my apartment. So I figured now would be a good time to basically kind of reboot everything not necessarily reboot everything but kind of relaunch in a way keep the podcast under the sly hooper name because i had two other prior podcasts if you're listening you've probably heard all the episodes of the other ones prior because it's mostly my friends and family <laughs> but you know hopefully and i appreciate my friends and family listening to this of course but you guys remember uh, Sports Talk with Jordan Christmas, my podcast I started in college. Then it went to the Open Gym podcast when I tried to do more of a solo pod with the occasional guest. And now we're here with the Sly Hooper pod. So what's the plan for the channel? Well, now that I got my new equipment and everything's ready to go, I have been working on some things. And first things first is... Basically, starting this month, obviously, I have my podcast now. This is the first episode. That's going to be going up on the old RSS feed from my Open Gym podcast, except it's now renamed the Sly Hooper podcast. So that's going to be on Stitcher, iTunes, wherever you get your favorite podcast. Um, it's also going to be on YouTube. And I really want the podcast to be on YouTube because I want I want the YouTube subscribers to have access to it as well. But I think it's very a lot of podcasts don't post on YouTube unless it's video or something. I'm going to post the audio version on YouTube. And then I'm going to even though we have no basketball, you're at least going to get one video a week. That was one of my other problems that I had when I first started is how often I was going to post is the content perfect, which is another one of my downfalls. I like to overthink things and over research things and be like, is the video perfect? And I would tell myself I would, and I would tell myself, I got to give myself leeway to throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks, blah, blah, blah. But I was in the back of my mind. I still would be like, I got to have quality versus quantity. Cause what most YouTubers will do at first is to just pump out content and there's nothing wrong with pumping out content but there's a diminishing returns factor or if you're uploading multiple times a week the quality is just inevitably going to go down because that's just how it works and so i would try to find the balance of 
quality versus quantity. And then I would end up just psyching myself out. And then you get the results of, you know, a video once every month or something. Well, I can't do that anymore, especially because I do care about this channel and I do like making videos. But you're going to at least get one video a week. And I guess I could tell you what next week's video is going to be. Uh, it's going to be on Dirk and the 2011 Mavs, which is one of my favorite playoff teams and my favorite playoff run from a great player at least this decade i'd probably have obviously iverson's 2001 playoff run has a special place in my heart because you're watching this 5'9 dude as a nine-year-old eight-year-old going up against vince carter and the raptors reggie miller and or reggie miller and the pacers in the first round the Raptors in the second round, the Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals, and then, of course, you're sitting on a pillow in the middle of a living room at a house in Bakersfield watching Game 1 of the 01 Finals and watching your favorite player drop 48 on what was then considered a Goliath, a monster of a team, and the Los Angeles Lakers led by Kobe and Shaq. So I probably have to go back through all the playoff runs I've watched in my life and rank them, but Dirk is definitely my favorite of the decade. So watch out for that. But you're going to at least get one video a week and definitely some other side projects. I'm going to have, for as far as this podcast goes, I haven't decided if it's going to be weekly or bi-weekly, but you're at least going to get two episodes a month. At least probably during this pandemic, it'll probably be, well, we'll see. It's going to be, for sure, you're going to at least get two pods a month during this pandemic. I might do, I might do weekly because, you know, just sometimes there's just stuff to talk about, but I'm going to have guests on, um, some of the old guests you might've heard before, Evan Damarell, Forbes sports writer, one of my good friends from our days in hashtag basketball you're definitely going to hear from him on my podcast kevin wyatt few others basically trying to expand the podcast and stick with it because i do love podcasting i like audio i like talking about sports and basketball so you're going to get the podcast that's going to go on the youtube channel you're going to get one video at least a week so just so I could get a consistent schedule down so you guys can get consistent content and we can consistently spread the word. I'm just going to be letting it all hang out in these videos. I'm going to tweak my style, see what sticks, see what doesn't. The length might vary, but I'm going to be posting a video once a week and find my own style, retune my own style again. And hopefully it's something you guys enjoy because I'm going to be uh, enjoying making these. Also, as far as the podcast goes, a lot of these episodes will be tops 45 minutes. If I'm doing a solo episode, if I have guests on, it'll probably be about an hour, hour 15 tops want to make these more quicker than usual because a lot of a lot of episodes I've done in the past have been long 
like I said, you're going to get a video every week starting next week. And you're going to be getting a weekly or bi-weekly podcast, but you're getting at least two podcast episodes a month. Got to keep up the consistency. That's the number one thing, but that's about it for today's episode. Just wanted to give a quick channel update, give you the inside scoop on what's going on with with the channel, what I'm going to do with this podcast, etc., etc. I hope everybody out there is staying safe. I hope everybody out there now is taking this seriously because about a month ago, a month and a half ago, nobody was taking this as seriously as they should. But now the best thing we can do is to just stay inside, flatten the curve, and be healthy, call your family, call your friends. Thankfully, I'm PC Master Race now, so um, I've been gaming with my friends for a long time, so at least I have that. If you game, game with your buddies. You have all the time in the world now. Thank you for listening to the first episode of the Sly Hooper podcast. Subscribe to the Sly Hooper YouTube channel. Follow Sly Hooper X on Instagram and Twitter, Sly Hooper X. And we're going to get through this, guys. Basketball is going to come back, but there are a lot more pertinent things in life right now. And we just got to do what we can in order to mitigate the effects and just have things return to normal as soon as possible. But until the next episode, tune in, check out the Dirk video next week, and we'll see you then.